Dun, dun, dun. Let's go. This is Exclusive Evolution, your podcast to explore your path and grow a little every day. I'm Serena, and I'm just a human walking my path through this journey called life. I'm trying to navigate and do the best I can with what I know. I am not a coach, therapist, or doctor, so if you have an issue that needs attention, please contact the appropriate professional. I'd like to start the podcast by saying thank you to my patrons. I appreciate your support of the show. You can check me out on patreon.com, it's exclusive evolution, or I'm also on iTunes. If you find me on iTunes, please rate and review the show. By rating and reviewing the show, you can help others find it. Now, by keeping with the ABCs of exclusive evolution, today's letter is B. And today we'll be exploring the word basic. As in back to basics. Now, of course, if you're on social media, I'm sure you've seen basic memes. And if you're not on social media and haven't seen them, you're not missing anything. Also, the Urban Dictionary has a definition of basic as only interested in mainstream things. And it has a negative connotation. And for the past little while, the term basic has had a negative connotation. However, basic is not a bad thing. Going back to basics can actually help strengthen whatever it is you're working on. The dictionary's definition of basic is forming an essential foundation or starting point, the fundamentals. That's an adjective. As for a noun, the essential facts or principles of a subject or a skill. You use your basics to build a solid foundation. It is essential to use your basics for all we do. The better you know your basics, the better your foundation will be. And this is important. I mean, think about it. If you build a house, you want a solid foundation. If the foundation is cracked, the house can shift. I've been looking at houses online, just looking at pictures of them, and I saw this beautiful brick house that has everything that I could possibly want, and then they showed the back of it, and you could see that the foundation had cracked and the house had shifted, and it left a line of broken bricks at the back of the house. Even in pictures, these cracks were clearly visible. The problem with the foundation was clearly visible. And just like building a house, when you build something in your life, if the foundation isn't strong, the cracks will show up in what you're doing. You do need a solid foundation to support the weight of the house or to support what you're doing. Now, this does not mean that once you've built the foundation, you can just go ahead and build on top of it and build on top of it and never look at it again. You need to use your basics to go back and maintain that foundation. Chances are that house I had spoke about was built on a solid foundation, but over the years it wasn't maintained, so it cracked. And then the cracks went through the rest of the house. You use your basics to go back and maintain your foundation. Basics are so important in so many areas of life. Fitness, your diet, 
your professional life. You need basic skills for all of them. You need to build a foundation for all of them. Take weightlifting, for example. You need to build a foundation where you learn the proper form for the basic moves. You need to learn how to control the weight. You need to learn how much weight you can safely lift and how many reps you can lift at that weight safely. You also need to develop some flexibility so you can go through the full range of motion of the moves. After that, then you can do a combination move, such as a deadlift, row, clean, thruster, and squat. You go through these chain of movements, and it's complex, but without building the proper foundation, you wouldn't be able to. It wouldn't be smart to do that type of move on the first day of weightlifting. If you've never lifted weights before, you're going to need to learn the proper form for each weight. You're going to have to learn how much weight you can actually lift doing that. But once you've built that foundation, you can go ahead and do your complex move or your combination move. But eventually, sometimes we get so comfortable in what we're doing and what we're building that we start to get a little lax and our form starts to diminish. Even if you prefer to do complex moves all the time, maybe one move is becoming a weak link in your chain and you'll need to go back and revisit it and use your basic knowledge to work on that simple move so you can put it back into your chain and be strong throughout the entire combination. That's for weightlifting. Runners, I haven't forgotten about you. If you're a runner, you know that most beginner marathon plans require a base of at least three miles. Okay, three miles is approximately a 5K. And there are a lot of basic programs, one called Couch to 5K, that will build you up to that. So you need to develop a foundation of at least three miles before you can run a marathon. Now, if you go into an intermediate or an advanced plan, then you're going to need a larger base or a bigger foundation of miles. You can have the fanciest plan or the best plan and the best coach, but if you don't have a foundation on which to build, you're setting yourself up for failure or for injury. And then, of course, I was talking about maintaining your foundation. Marathon runners will only train up to their marathon, and then they use their off time. They do not quit running. They keep running. But during that time, they may want to work on basics, like getting back to speed work, maybe working on their form and trying to develop a more efficient form. Perhaps they want to develop their core strength or they need to get back to flexibility. During their off time, they may start doing some cross training. And this spans across all sports. NBA players, for example, still practice layups and free throws and not let their skills get rusty on them because that's where they get their points. But before we talk about implementing the basics for your professional life or for personal growth, we'll take a break. 
Again, I really want to thank my patrons. I'm on patreon.com under Exclusive Evolution. Check out the site. You can subscribe there. Or if you're finding me on iTunes, please subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. By rating and reviewing the podcast, you help others find the show. And if you're having trouble leaving a review, if it's not going through, it's probably because your username is not unique. Just go ahead and throw in some numbers and see if it works then. That will make your username unique and will allow the review to go through. Finally, I want to give a shout out to my affiliate, Modere. I love their products. At Modere, they believe in safe, effective, and clean label options for the products that you use daily. They want to reduce and eliminate your exposure to chemicals so you can enjoy a safe, healthy home environment. I really love their cleaning products. I also take some of their health supplements. Before break, I talked about the basics and how it applies to sports and fitness. However, it applies to so many more aspects of life, like your professional life. Now, I'm an IT person, and when I was working as a systems administrator, when the people I was supporting would have problems with their computers, they call me. And I'd start by troubleshooting with the easiest, most basic things. And chances are, if you've ever called IT, the first question you get asked is, have you rebooted your computer? Well, it's very basic. It does a couple things. It makes sure that it's not just an app running in the background that's interfering with what you're doing. And it will set up a clean start on the computer. So if it hasn't fixed the problem, the IT tech can go ahead and start troubleshooting. And they'll troubleshoot with the basics first. Of course, the restart. Then they'll look for connectivity. Make sure that you have the proper drivers if applicable. They'll check permission levels, software, and they'll start looking at hardware issues. But as they start looking at the issues, they get more and more complex. So it's almost like a Six Sigma type approach where you pick the low-hanging fruit first. Make sure that's not the problem. So basics are very important from that aspect. If you skip the basics and start looking into the more complex problems, you can end up wasting a lot of time and money if you start replacing things that truly didn't need replacing. Sales and marketing is another aspect that really relies on basics. You develop many great ways to get leads. You spend so much time and money obtaining leads. And that's great. And the more leads, the better. However, if you forget to follow up with them, they don't serve you. One of the very basic things is follow up. And of course, sales has so many more basics. I can look back at a time when I was purchasing a car and I had a series of bad salesmen and one really good salesman. I'll give you some examples of what the good salesman did to help close the sale. First of all, the good salesman listened. He listened to what I wanted. When I walked into the dealership where he worked, I was just beginning to look for a car. 
I didn't really know what I wanted. I knew a couple of the options I wanted. I knew I wanted a sunroof, for example. And he listened to what I wanted. I wanted a sunroof. I wanted good gas mileage. I wanted something low maintenance. And I gave him a list. And he looked at the list and he said, okay, you know, here's a couple options. Let's go out and look at them. If you want to test drive them, we certainly can. I test drove a couple options and said thank you. And he asked if he could have my number in case something came through that I might be interested in. So I gave him my phone number. I left and a couple days later, I saw a car on a different lot that I liked and I went and looked at it, wanted to test drive it. And the salesman was completely different than the first salesman. I looked younger than I was at the time. And first thing he did was ask me if I could afford the insurance because I looked young and it was a sporty car. I assured him I could because I had called my insurance agent to find out what it would be before I even looked at the car. And he said, okay, well, do you want to look at it? So yeah, I said yes. So he opened up the car and he asked if I wanted to test drive it. And I said yes. And then he looked at me and he looked at the car and said, this could be a problem. The car is a manual. He made an assumption about me that one, I didn't pay attention to what the car was. And two, I couldn't drive a manual. Well, I drove it and I had fun with it. And I decided that I did not want to purchase a vehicle from him because he had made some assumptions about me, judged me, judged what was better for me without really finding out about what I want. So really listen to what your customer wants and listen to what their skills are and how it's going to match them. The next salesman that I encountered had a lot full of cars, none of which that I really wanted, but he said that he'd call me if something came through that matched my list. So I gave him my number. A couple days later, he called and left a message and it went something like this. Hey, Serena, this is bad salesman from bad sales place. Give me a call back. Okay. Didn't leave me a number. I had his card. I had his number, but he didn't leave me a number. Conversely, the first salesman that I encountered, the good salesman, called a couple days later and left a message that sounded something like this. Hey, Serena, this is good salesman from good sales place. I was just looking over your list and I've got a couple ideas that I'd like to discuss with you. When you have time, can you give me a call back at dot, 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 dot. I look forward to speaking with you. Okay, so I called him back because he left me his number and he was polite and he told me what it was in regards to. So, you know, basic professional skills, basic voicemail etiquette got me to call him back, whereas the other salesman just basically treated me as a friend, assuming that I knew his number or that I had kept his card. So the good salesman made it very easy for me to contact him. I reached him. He gave me a couple options, said that he had one on the lot. It didn't have the option that I wanted, but if it was something that I was interested in, 
we could certainly look for one with the options I wanted, but if I wanted a feel for it, I could come in and test drive it. And so he showed me that he was really listening to what I wanted. The third bad salesman that I had lost my sale within the first five minutes because he asked me which options I wanted. And again, when I mentioned that I wanted a sunroof, he said, well, we have a lot of cars on the lot, but none with the sunroof. But don't worry, you don't really need a sunroof. I have one and I never use it. That made me really upset because I knew that I wanted a sunroof and I didn't care if he liked his or not. I knew that I wanted one. I just said thank you for your time and I walked out. I worked with the good salesman to find a vehicle that I liked, but I can't even say that he treated me like the customer is always right because we did have an issue where there was this one beautiful vehicle that had nothing on my list, but I really thought it was cool. And I went in, saw it on the lot. I went in, asked him if I could test drive it. He said, sure. I test drove it and he said, it really is nice, isn't it? And I said, yes. And he's like, and it's within your price range. And I said, yes. And he's like, I will sell it to you today, but I want you to consider something. You have given me a list of everything that you want in a vehicle that we have been working on for a couple months now. And I'm not sure if I sell you this vehicle, if you're going to be happy. I'm not sure if it's something you like just because it looks cool. So I want you to consider if it will fit your purposes, if it will suit your needs. That I will happily hold it today for a $100 check. And if you decide you don't want it, we can apply that to another vehicle. Or I will sell it to you today, but I just want you to tell me that you've considered your list and how this weighs against your list. And I said, you know, you're right. And I looked at him, and at that point, I made my decision for a vehicle that we had looked at before, and he found me one and made the sale. Not on the cool vehicle, but he was able to demonstrate that he had been listening to what I had really wanted. So he did not do anything spectacular to close the sale. He had listened to me. He had followed up with me. He had shown me the options and demonstrated that he had listened to my needs by weighing what my options were against the list that I had given him. So essentially, by sticking with the basics, not doing anything spectacular, but by following the very basics of sales, he was able to make the sale and get his commission. Sharing this with you because the basics are so important. No matter how much we think we know, going back to the basics will always keep us on the right track. We can evolve beyond the basics and develop skills that are much more complex, but we need to develop them after we've developed the basics. And we need to go back and make sure that our basic skills are polished at all times. I have given you examples for health and fitness. I've given you professional examples. It comes into daily basic living as well. We get inundated with this busy, chaotic life. 
we have extra things to do. We have extra bills to pay. We have extra, just so much extra. So when you start feeling overwhelmed in life, take a good, hard look at what's going on. Take a good, long, hard look at what you are committed to. You know, are these commitments serving you? Are they contributing to a happy life? Or are they something that's diminishing your life? Are the commitments something that are necessary? Or is it extra? You know, if it's something that is extra and it's diminishing your life, it's time for it to go. Take a look at your basic needs, your basic what you need to do. You need to work. You need to have whatever time to do, whatever it is that you need to do. But beyond that, do you really need to participate in activities that are not serving you? Activities from which you're not getting joy? Are there better, more basic ways to spend your time? You can answer that. Now, I'm not telling you to give up a hobby or I'm not telling you to give up an organization in which you thrive and in which you're active in and that you really want to be a part of. What I'm saying is take a look at it and decide if it's something that you are happy doing. If you are, keep going at it because that's how you're contributing to the world. But if it's not something that you're happy doing, look for alternatives. You know, look at the basics of what you need out of life. Look at the basics of what you need out of your life and figure out what you need to do to help declutter your schedule and optimize your time so you can continue to learn and grow, so you can continue to evolve. So this was the basic episode. If you have any questions, please email me at exclusiveevolutionpodcast at gmail.com. I'll have the address in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my patrons. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate the support and have a great rest of your day.